Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. Like our most recent subscriber, everyone please welcome Devon X to our Patreon. Welcome. (laughs) I think he's from Texas if I don't, if I remember correctly. So thank you for listening, Devon. And uh, we'll be sending your sticker shortly. What if it's Davon, a female though? Davon. I mean, it could be. So it's like D-E- Devon, 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 Devon. I don't know. Hey, Devon, um, if you're listening, email us. Let us know how you pronounce your name and we'll fix it for the well, next thank episode. Thank you. Welcome. We really yes, appreciate we it. We do appreciate it. Um, and this week we are covering the classic Carrie. Because it's spooky season. Yay. <laughs> Can you tell how excited Roche is? Listen, I've I, at this point, I'm going to stop fighting it. Right. I'm just going to embrace it. I am glad that you're good. <laughs> and we are doing... The old version of Carrie. Yes. 1976, right? Yeah. Yeah. An oldie, but we'll see if it's a goodie. (laughs) Uh, So the book was originally published April 5th, 1974. So only a couple Mm -hmm. years before the movie. And it is written by the king himself, Stephen King. And it has a four out of five on Goodreads and it's 253 pages. And so like Roche just said, this movie came out in 1976. Um, I have actually titled this one. Oh, yes. Um, I forgot to ask you. Uh, probably one of my creepiest things. I can't get it out of my head. Um, just, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And I'm like, Ooh, that was was a creepy part of the movie. (laughs) Um, obviously it's rated R probably more so because of nudity than anything else. Literally. I was watching this with my mom and she was like, Whoa. I don't remember like re- this much nudity. And of course we live on the first floor apartment. So I'm like, okay, let's close the blinds. <laughs> well, it's so funny that you bring that up because I put a um, poll on my stories mm-hmm. with a boomerang of the first scene where Carrie's like the title of the yeah. movie is on. And I put it on there and I was like, is this going to give me nightmares? Yes or no. Yeah. I looked at it this morning. Um, you can fully see fully naked women in oh, this nice. post. And I was nice. like, oh You're my God, I gotta take this down. Shut you down. <laughs> Thankfully, it was like in the background and it's That's... like some girl brushing her hair. But I was like, oh dear God, that how did I not see so that? That's <laughs> so funny. Um, so this is in the horror drama and, or horror, horror, horror. <laughs> now I have just naked women in my horror genre. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and it's only an hour and 38 minutes long. So. Quick. I yes. like these ones. We love the quick ones. Uh, directed by Brian De Palma. Um, he directed Scarface, Mission Impossible, Snake Eyes, and a bunch of other like kind Those of are action. Some big movies. Right. So um, this was obviously early in his career. Right. So he went on to do bigger and better things. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so the IMDb synopsis reads, Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. Yowza. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, this is obviously one of those that like you either are a fan of Stephen King, right. you've seen it, it's a, you know, a favorite or whatever, or you're like me and have spent your entire life avoiding, avoiding these types it. of things because you're mortified. Right. Well, and then I thought of you when I started reading, cause this book is, there's no chapters to this book. There's right. three, there's two parts, technically three. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Oh, Roche is going to hate it. Well, I read it on my Kindle mm-hmm. and like, 
if it doesn't have chapters, you don't really know. Besides, like, your percentage point, you don't yeah. know where you are at no. in the book. So I was like, I don't know <laughs> no. how much I have to go. Well, it's, so. it's separated. I can't remember what the first section is called, but the second section is called Prom, Prom Night. Night yeah. And then the third section is called Cart or Wreckage or uh-huh. whatever. So creepy. <laughs> uh, so some interesting facts about the book. This is technically Stephen King's first published novel. So yeah, that's what I was wondering. So I saw that, and then I Googled you know, Stephen yeah. King. And it looked like there were some things before it, but that makes sense. Yeah. So his other three before this were Rage, The Long Walk, and Blaze. But this was the only, this was actually the first one to be published. So he had other mm. works, but this one, you know. And of course, it's one of his, you know, most favorite or most well-known yes. books. Um, it was one of the most frequently banned books in the United States in the 1990s. Hmm. Rightfully so, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly because of the violence, the cursing, underage sex, and the negative view of religion um aside from this adaptation that we're covering today uh this also was turned into a 1988 broadway musical a 99 feature film sequel which i didn't know how to that it had a mm-hmm. sequel but um a 2002 television film and then a 2013 feature film which um we decided to go with the original yes. just to pay homage to him um well and we just did a film starring Chloe Chloe, Grace, right, that's true. (laughs) But we do like to keep it in the family on this this show. Um, So at the time of publication, Stephen King was actually working as a high school English teacher, and he was barely making ends meet. So he actually... um, uh, decided to get rid of their telephone in their Mm -hmm. home. So when they got the news that this book was being um, published, essentially, they had to get it via a... um, via a telegram um, from his editor. And um, so that was in um, 1973. Um, and basically it said, carry officially a double day book, which is the publishing company that um, published the book. He got a $2,500 advance for this novel. So again, not a lot, um, but he did, uh, according to Stephen King himself, he bought a Ford Pinto with his oh. money. Um, and then on May 13th of 1973, just a month or so after he found out he was mm-hmm. getting published, New American Library um, bought the paperback rights for $400,000. Wow. So just within a span of a month, this went from a, you know, somewhat of a, yeah. you know, a, a Low-level yeah. book, I guess, to being huge. Well, and I read somewhere, I should have written this down, that I guess the movie contract that he signed was not very much money either. Oh, really? Because it was his first, you know, first right. book, first movie adaptation. So yeah. he's like, sure, I'll take whatever you want to give me. Right, exactly. So when it originally was published, it was a hardback that only sold about 13,000 copies. When the paperback mm-hmm. came out, it sold over 1 million copies in its first year. It'd be so, so. cool to find... A hardback of this? Yeah. I mean, I'm if, I'm assuming they still exist. I I'm bet sure you the crazy Stephen King, not crazy, the avid yes. Stephen King fans <laughs> probably them. own them. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of set the stage for him to be the success that he is today. So Crazy. Well, and now it's like every Stephen King book is like 600 pages. Yes. This one's nice and short. <laughs> I know. I'm actually surprised um, considering, like you said, mm-hmm. that they're, they're all really, really long these days. But um, I'm curious to see if any of his other ones are yeah. kind of short like this. So the movie is beloved by so many people. It's one of those movies, like if you're watching it for the first time in 2021, you got to take it for its face value. True. It's a 1970s horror movie. <laughs> and it, it is. It's yep. like the cost. And so many people love it. It has a 93% wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was only $1.8 which is 
peanuts compared to what we see these days, right? But it ended up grossing $33.8 million. So if you think about it, that's a lot of money. Right. Like, consider, like, it's like, what is it, a 300%? Boost from increase, yeah. yeah. Like, it's well, crazy. that's not even considering like royalties and everything they're still getting to this right. day, yeah. Based off of all the ones that you know, we're, I'm sure we're my, renting and my other three, people are my three ninety nine <laughs> exactly. I spent on Amazon Prime. I was so mad. I I googled it on Target. I Google. I went to Target.com <laughs> and they said they had a copy of it for five ninety nine. I was like, great, I'm gonna go to Target and buy it. Couldn't find it anywhere, mm. so Bummer. I just rented it. <laughs> so, like I said, this is his very first. Um, movie adaptation of a novel. I don't even know how many, like how many he's up to these days. I've lost count. Yeah. Um, this movie was nominated for two Oscars, um, both in the actress of supporting and leading role, which we'll get to in a little bit, which is crazy because nowadays the horror genre does not get nominated True. for, for Oscars like True. at all. It's crazy. I, if I they do, do think the Oscars were probably a different ball game back in the seventies yeah. than they are today. <laughs> it, it's like the horror genre and um, the comedy genre get mm-hmm. really get stiffed in, That's in the very Oscars. True. Um, funny enough, so the book takes takes place in Maine. Mm-hmm. The movie takes place in North Carolina, which is just like weird to me. But the whole time I'm watching it, it looks like it's in California. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's probably because it was at a studio. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why don't we just like pick one side of the country, please? Who knows? Interesting. Well, Maine because of Stephen King. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I did love seeing all of like the seventies fashion sense and the hair. And that was something, man. I know. Some of the things I'm like, oh, that's actually. I feel like I've seen that recently. Oh yeah, I've actually seen a couple of those hairstyles mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. come make a. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah. So we will obviously get to this in a little bit, but the ending of the movie is pretty different than the book. Mm-hmm. At least this adaptation. I will say I have seen the 2013 adaptation and that one sticks along with the, oh, really? with the book quite a bit more. Interesting. Um, but Stephen King actually said that he liked the ending of the movie better than he did as I did book. read that. So it's definitely a lot more intense <laughs> yes because he's actually not he didn't help out with the screenwriting of mm-hmm. this film so which is interesting um and then lastly uh the director uh i don't know if you p- picked up on this but um the music of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> did you recognize it from anywhere Mm, can't say that I really paid attention. <laughs> so this movie, a lot, a lot of people like don't like. The reason some people don't like it is because he think they think that the director was trying to be Alfred Hitchcock because he ah. uses the same exact music as they did in Psycho in 1960. Okay, now that and you he, say that, he even knows that it is, and he's like, I did. He did it anyway. Okay, now that you say that, like, there's I'm a lot of like, ringer, the, yeah, ringer, the knife ringer. scene specifically. Yeah, I think about it. Okay, so makes sense. very interesting that I was like. <laughs> I guess it's like kind of a nod, but like Psycho is so I forget. Is Psycho iconic. before or after this? It was in 1960, so it was okay, before. So before. It was like this, 16 yeah. years before, yeah. oh, so wow. kind of crazy. Yeah. All right, so the cast of the movie. Um, so obviously a little bit different than we're used to. We're, we don't recognize right off the bat, at least, some of these people. <laughs> some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Uh, so let's start with Carrie. Obviously, the star of the movie is played by um, Sissy Spacek, and... Do you know where we have... She has been in one of the movies we've covered. Yes, The Help. Yes, she is Mrs. Walters, <laughs> yes. which is so great. She's um, great in that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And now I can't unsee her face in there. 
Um, but she's also been on the TV series um, Bloodline and Castle Rock as well, which I started Castle Rock, but I never finished it. Um, I think it never continued because uh. I also watched Castle Rock and I watched Bloodline. She's good in both of those. She's a yeah. very good actress. Yeah, she has an Oscar for her leading role in The Coal Miner's Daughter. Um, which I've never seen, but I've heard great things about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in the movie, she's supposed to be a 17-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. She looks like a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. For the most part. Um, She is 27 years old when this movie came out. Wow. 27. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, obviously the role of Carrie is very like an outcast has no friends. Mm -hmm. So to really get into character, um, she avoided socializing with all the other actors and actually stayed in her trailer, hidden corners Mm -hmm. and behind sets. So she could really get into that like loner character. Um, one of the things that is, which I even thought too, is people ding them on mm-hmm. is that she's a lot prettier than that than she's described right. in in the book she's in supposed the, to be like overweight has acne <laughs> well like... here it says she's supposed to be chunky mousy haired and covered with pimples oh gosh <laughs> and spacek is not she's very thin she has red hair she yeah. has clear skin um so I yeah was, I, like <clears throat> i get that and i totally I, and I, I agree with that but i also think they still managed to make her look like mousy and True. kind of just raggedy and like not popular you know not that like pretty girl eventually when she does end up putting up makeup and stuff she does Mm -hmm. look nice but i think not only does she look the part of the plain girl but she also acted it very well too well and ironically enough um sissy was actually homecoming queen in high school so (laughs) um but i thought she was great she's eerie she kind of has this crazy smile those eyes yeah i mean (laughs) Like, this movie is not scary until, like, the last 15 minutes. You know what I mean? And in those last 15 minutes, she really, you know, drove it home for me. She really did. (laughs) And honestly, I didn't realize that the the character of Carrie was played by Sissy Spacek Mm -hmm. until very recently. Um, And maybe that's just because I didn't know her from, like, her younger Mm -hmm. stuff. But, man, she really just... (laughs) knocked it out of the park because uh she was nominated right she was yeah didn't win but it went on to win an oscar later uh so margaret white who is carrie's mom in this movie is played by um piper laurie she actually came out of retirement to do this Uh, um she was in the movie hustler which she was nominated for an oscar for um she was also nominated for an oscar for this movie as well as the movie children of a lesser god um and then she was also in the series twin peaks Mm -hmm. which uh aired in 89 to 91 which is so funny because i remember someone being like oh you need to watch twin peaks it's so good blah 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 i'm like okay cool not realizing it was like an older series Uh i'm like what is this (laughs) i've heard it's a really good series too i get that a lot with like oz that was on hbo too or like the wire everyone's like you have Mm -hmm. to watch that but it's such an old show it's like hard to get into exactly um this character's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how to like, and it, I guess she initially wasn't going to do it because she thought the mom was way too outlandish. Right. She was like, there's no way anyone's going to take this seriously. This is going to be a joke, which there's some parts where you're like, come yeah. on, you know? <laughs> for sure. Um, but I thought, she, I mean, she brought what she needed to for this, I thought. Yeah. I, I didn't, that's not what I pictured in, from reading it in the book. No, though. not at all. Well, and I think her character is like, different looking than what mm-hmm. we get in the movie too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I definitely pictured more of like the 
the white hair, the right. like, just like she's me older. Almost, yeah, almost like the um, the scary witch in Snow White. Yes, like that's what I. That, that's like, really decrepit. Well, <laughs> she's scary. Um, but I, I thought she was fine. Um, I I missed a lot of kind of the backstory and stuff. Yeah, that we, we didn't don't get really get much of any yeah. of that. Uh, next character is Miss Collins, who is the PE teacher, um, who has a different name in this movie. Yes, Miss Desjardins. Yeah, which I think the way you pronounce it was the exact reason why they changed her name. Oh, really? Because it was, I, I don't think anyone really knew how to pronounce it. I only know that because <laughs> I also listened to the audio. Yes. <laughs> which, fun fact, is actually narrated by Sissy Spacek. I did hear that. <laughs> um, but anyways, Miss Collins is played by Becky Buckley. Um, she's actually known as, people call her the voice of Broadway. She ended up having a really successful theater career. Um, she was actually won a Tony for her performance in Grizabella, the Glamour Cat. Okay. Which, whatever that is. <laughs> um, she was also in 1776, Pippin, Song and Dance, The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Um, and then she was also in the Broadway musical of Carrie as oh, well. Okay. Um, she's, it, she plays the doctor in one of my favorite movies, Split, with James McAvoy. Oh, where I he has all the different that. personalities. Yeah. Fabulous. You need to watch it. But... Anyways, I liked her. She's I like, did too. I thought she was good. I did too. Uh, some a little different though. She to me felt a lot more caring in the movie. Oh, like way right more. from the beginning. Yeah. Whereas in the book, she kind of doesn't really give in to like she's not really on Carrie's side, and then eventually comes yeah. to you know be on her side. But yeah, from but the beginning, she gave she me was... all this beautiful seventies girl vibes yes, that I very needed. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next character is Tommy Ross. The Tommy Ross, <laughs> who is the guy who ends up taking Carrie to prom, is played by uh, William Cat. Not too much on him. He played in a ton of small movies and a ton of like TV show appearances. Um, but man, I loved his hair. And he's like, it turned into this like really like good looking old gray haired man. Yeah. Which you would expect. Well, funny because and I'm sure you'll talk about this character, but who plays Billy is right. who I thought was going to play mm. Tommy because knowing right. that actor just made more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know too much about his character or his, that actor, but I liked him too. I thought, and again, a little bit different in the movie. He's very much like against taking her. Yeah. Whereas in the book, he's like, okay, I'll do it for you Sue. Well, like, his relationship with Carrie is quite a bit different in yeah. the movie too, True. which, um, he like is like ends up being way more into taking her than right. than he ends up once being. once he's decided to yeah. do it yeah so but I was like man if I was in the seventies I would totally have a crush on Tommy Ross in that <laughs> hair like you know it's just like Brady Bunch vibes oh like gosh. I loved it that's too funny next character is Sue Snell who is Tommy Ross's girlfriend um, played by Amy Irving uh, she has an Oscar nomination for her role in the movie Yentl. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no idea what it is. Um, her mom actually plays the role of Sue's mom in the movie. Oh, so it was a mother-daughter nice. duo. Um, she was actually casted as Carrie at the beginning. Oh. Um, and it was like the last minute they ended up, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sissy came in and auditioned and blew her out of the water. That's funny because I think Sue's character, like the, the actress that plays Sue, is way prettier. Yeah. So that would have been even more right. off Putting like for yeah. the Carrie character, that's weird. Yeah, so Plus she has like dark curly hair. Right. So, so she's a little bit more involved. Obviously, she's involved in the book, but she's even more involved in yeah. in the movie. So I don't know. I thought she was cute though. She's Whatever. very cute. I liked her a lot. 
Uh, next character is Chris Hargens, Har- Harginson. Harginson? I don't know. The mean girl. <laughs> uh, played by Nancy Allen. Um, she was in RoboCop 1, 2, and 3. Um, and then she was also in one episode of Touched by an Angel, um, which the only reason I bring that up is because I remember watching that show with my mom growing up. It was basically about like these three angels that like came down to like help people who were depressed and let them know that, you know, God is here from them. It's Can't, like, but it was on from 94 to 2003. Can't say I ever watched that. Yeah. Well, she that's was, surprising. I would think I would have. I don't know what network that. it was on. Um, but anyway, she was the very last person to audition for the film. And um, she was on the verge of leaving Hollywood before she ended up oh, wow. doing this. Like she was done. I think this was probably her last ditch effort. Um, but fancy enough, she ended up being getting to be in all the RoboCops. But she also married the director. Ah. <laughs> so she married him in 1979. It, I couldn't find to see if they met on this movie, right. but I have a feeling they met on this movie. Are they still married? I think so. Oh, nice. And she's beautiful, so why not? She's very pretty. But also, like, I, I feel like she fits it perfectly, and I, in some weird way, like, I feel like she was the glue to all of this. Yeah. Like, we needed her to be absolutely terrible yeah. for this to actually work. Well, I read here that she said that she didn't realize that she was a bad character until she saw the movie. What? <laughs> was like are we dim here because like how could you not know this You're she the... thought she was the comedic relief of the movie oh okay well she was um, not. <laughs> depends on your view of comedy right i guess right for but the butt of the joke it's not right not so beautiful i thought she was great in yeah, this movie i agree uh last but not least hmm. uh billy nolan who is the mean girls chris's boyfriend um, is played by none other than John Travolta, which is funny that you say that yeah. because this movie came out before all of his beloved movies. Sure. So this was actually his first, he'd only done like one other movie before this mm-hmm. and it wasn't obviously a big one. He was only 22 when this movie came out and it came out the, so Carrie came out in 76, Saturday Night Fever came out in 77 and Grease came out in 78. Oh, wow. So he had three back-to-back years of these blockbuster movies. Wow. Um, he has an Oscar nomination for Saturday Night Fever and Pulp Fiction. So he's definitely one of those actors. It's like, how does he not have an Oscar? True. It's John Travolta, you would think, right? Um, but yeah, so it's funny because he is like supposed to be this like greaseball dirtbag in mm-hmm. this movie. And... That's not what you would think of when you think of John Travolta. Not at all. So. And realistically, he doesn't even look the part no. in the movie because he's so good looking. I know. Well, <laughs> and he's supposed to be like this really like greaser, gross guy. Right. That's and just like, a complete dirtbag. Yeah. And like he really tried, I think. Yeah. But it just did not transfer. The thing that bugged me, I don't know why they did this, but like because they wanted him to be like this weird alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But like. For some reason, they just, like, made, like, the outside of his lips wet all the time. Like, he was drinking <laughs> something. I'm like, this is, gr-. like, that was what I was grossed out about. That's really funny. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, how much per- more perfect would he have been in the Tommy character? Yeah. I would have loved him in the Tommy character. Right. But I guess we can't have it Interesting. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so that was really, like, the beginning of John Travolta's career, which you would never think that this was, like, the catalyst. No, not at all. <laughs> I actually looked it up specifically because I was like, well, he looks somewhat like he did... 
in Saturday Night Fever and Grease. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. one came before these two, but yeah. it makes sense that he maybe tried to do the horror route and it just it didn't work. So he just went the other way. <laughs> I wonder if he thought he was the good guy too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. He's so wholesome. So maybe. Right. <laughs> All right, time for Who Said It. Your first quote is... Oh, also, I didn't talk about this. Did you like how the book was written? You want to get into that now? Well, I, I, there's no good way to, like, really... True. So, like, in the... How the... Sorry, this is total, like, not tangent. It's not but, a tangent. We need so, to talk about it. Yeah, so the book is written half kind of by Carrie's point of view, but then within the book, it's basically excerpts from different articles Mm -hmm. from after the prom night incident. Yeah. It's really honestly told from different accounts of what happened. Um, I think, I think the, the idea was cool. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it transferred for me. Like I I didn't know what was going on until probably 50 pages in. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's what's happening. Right. And I think it may have helped that I listened to the audio because it's very, like, you know, they stop at the points where you're supposed yeah. to stop. But like you mentioned, there's no chapters. There's really no, like, breaks. Yeah. It's just kind of, there's like a white line that separates the different yeah. sections or whatever. Uh, so I think, yes, I think the idea was good. The execution didn't fall for me. I also feel like I would have had a different opinion about it had I not known what this story is. True. Like, I can only imagine, like, reading this book, having no idea what's going right. on, and all these people are talking about the incident that, that night, and Good they're point. like, what is it? What is Good it? Point. Oh, my gosh, what happened? But it's a story that everybody knows now, yeah. so... I'm sure know. at the time, it was probably a very interesting novel, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, it did so well once it kind of became popular. So, um, yeah, I think for me, it could have probably hit better it just didn't yeah (laughs) so okay carry on all right your first quote for who said it is you think she's ugly well you're all ugly i saw it on friday morning that's well miss collins miss jordan (laughs) uh next one what did that sad silly bitch ever do to you Ooh. uh sue Mm, tommy tommy's actually telling telling that to sue basically being like what did she do to you for you to do that to her Next one. It's easier when you see things in your mind. Carrie. Yes. (laughs) Last but not least, I took the punishment because I thought I earned it. Sue. Yes. Good job. (laughs) All right. So F. Mary kills a little hard because technically most of these kids are supposed to be underage. So I got a little creative. Um, Your options are Mrs. White. Okay. Mrs. Desjardins slash Collins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then technically, I think Billy's 19. So we're going with Billy. Ooh. So you got some... Okay, I gotta kill the mom. <laughs> like I can't, I can't with her. Yeah, um, we would not get along. Um, <laughs> she wouldn't get along with anyone. <laughs> no, um, I will marry Miss Collins, mm-hmm. obviously, because she's very nice and yeah. she's beautiful. Um, and then <laughs> I will go to prom with Billy Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Although Billy Nolan's not allowed to no, go, so. No. Um, but yeah, I think I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, because I don't know if I could sit across the table from you if. They were different. I mean, there's really, there's no other choice to make. <laughs> like, correct. Let's be honest. I kind of really just walked us walked us right into that. Yeah, one, for so. sure. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the movie. Um, the movie opens up um, with girls playing volleyball um, in PE and uh, Carrie sucks. 
Like, not good. It was very reminiscent of the Twilight movies when Bella's playing volleyball. Why would you bring that up? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it was very different. It's like, Bella was just as bad as Carrie was at volleyball, and no one picked on Bella. No, she got apparently the hottest guy in the school to <laughs> fall in love with her. Two very different experiences in, in high 100%. school. 100%. Um, and then we go into the locker room and just see a bunch of naked girls. Lots of naked, unshaved Boobs. areas and things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Necessary? No. No, but I will say like, but I guess it is. That's how it was in the seventies though. Well, and I think, I guess it's necessary for this scene that's being set yeah, up. Yeah. So, I mean, when we were in high school, we, they didn't even make, they didn't make a shower. No. And I purposely went into like a bathroom stall to change because right. absolutely not. I was not subjecting myself to humiliation right. like that. <laughs> right. Awful. Like, I feel like as much as everyone wants, like, kids to be active in school like i don't feel like pe is gonna like make or break kids no. um physically um no. but it will break them emotionally like 100 yeah i would be fine if i sent my kid to a school that did not have pe guess what i switched to dance in high school for that exact reason <laughs> right. because i didn't need to see the boy the boys did not need to see me fail at right. things like volleyball like, they could have still had like a good perception of me I feel like <laughs> and seen me like doing dance recitals right like <laughs> pe is traumatizing it really is like, <laughs> Okay. okay, let's move on. Anyways, um, so yes, it does set up this scene, um, which is kind of, a, it's an iconic scene that no one wants to talk about, obviously. Yeah. So Carrie is in the shower. She wastes all the girls shower and then she goes in alone um, and she starts bleeding mm -hmm. and she feels like she is bleeding to death. She has no idea what's happening, um, but she's getting her period for the first time and just has no idea what's going yeah. on. Um, she did a great job of acting. This. Yes. Like she was panicking well imagine being yeah. a 16 year old girl and not knowing what the heck is happening to your right. body um i don't know if we need to necessarily go into our personal experiences right. with this no. situation <laughs> but i vividly remember because my mom did not do a very good job of like prepping me similar mm. to um carrie's mom just not to this extreme but i remember thinking what's wrong with me yeah uh but it wasn't as Thankfully, as traumatic as you didn't have girls throwing tampons and pads at you no. saying plug it up. Thankfully, not no. <laughs> because that's what happened. I was in the movie. I was in the um, comfort of my own home, so Beautiful. it was fine. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so the girls just literally start in on her, like throwing pads at her, throwing tampons at her, and it's just awful. Yeah. Um, I actually read somewhere that this scene with <laughs> Sissy actually filmed this scene all by herself in the locker room that the girls aren't actually there. Oh. In, <laughs> when they were filming this. Interesting. For whatever reason. So So who was throwing the tampons at her? Probably some interns. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Which what'd you do at work today, honey? <laughs> also, the fact now knowing that she was twenty seven when she did this movie makes me feel yeah. better about like all her naked scenes. Right. Even though she's technically supposed to play an underage girl, yes. but <laughs> at least she better. was an adult deciding to do Correct. This and I'm assuming career. that most of the girls that were naked in this were probably, probably good point. Age. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the PE teacher comes out. This is where we meet Mrs. Collins for the first time. And she slaps Carrie across the face mm -hmm. to get her to calm down. There's a lot of like slapping kids in the face in this movie. Which like is not okay at a school. No. But maybe they did things differently in the 70s. Well, they did. <laughs> they were, especially at Catholic schools. <laughs> um, but at one point, Carrie just starts screaming so loudly that the light breaks above. Um, one thing that we that I feel like we miss a little bit in the movie, obviously, is the inner dialogue that like, like Miss Collins has. Mm -hmm. Because like she's like 
annoyed that this right. is happening in the book. Yeah. And you don't get that in the movie at all. Well, and I kind of t- touched on it earlier. Like, from the get-go, I felt like in the movie, Miss Miss Collins is, like, on Carrie's side. Mm-hmm. In the book, to your point, she's having this, like, um, you know, mental battle of, like, what is this girl doing? Does she not right. know what a period is? Like, why is she acting so crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, she needs to calm down, which is partly why she slaps her. Because she's like, you're, yeah. you're overreacting. Yeah. And it's like... Like, she doesn't register until a little bit later. Like, oh, yeah. no. Like, this is her first experience. And yeah. She really has no idea what's going on. Exactly. Well, and then she takes her to the principal's office. and that's what a girl needs. Right. right after being humiliated. Her, her white male old <laughs> right. principal. Which, he's in the book a lot more. Yeah. He's just kind of brushed over in the movie for the most part. Which was fine. Um, but he tells her to go home. Um, and he keeps calling her the wrong name. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that she just keeps getting more and more upset that he's calling her the wrong name name and as she's walking out he calls her the wrong name one more time and the ashtray on his desk ends up flipping off yeah so that was really you know along with the light being broken now we're seeing the ashtray falling off and we're starting to really see carrie's powers i will say it was interesting and and good like good to be able to visualize Mm -hmm. a lot of the things like like she was able to do throughout the book because like Seeing it versus reading it is very different. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so now she's walking home and she actually sees like a boy riding his bicycle and he yells out to her, creepy Carrie. And then he falls off his bike because she makes that happen. Right. Um, that does happen in the book. And I was glad that they kept that in yeah. there. It was more of comedic relief for me. I'm like, man, I wish I had that power. But also like <laughs> how terrible that even like a little kid like thinks that she's... I was like, why is this kid not in school? <laughs> Good point. Like she is walking home from school in the middle of the day Good and there's point. this young Maybe he child. had a half day. <laughs> Did they have half days know. in the 70s? I don't know. Um, this scene does not happen in the book. Right. And it's Carrie's mom, Margaret. It shows up at the Snell house and she like gives Sue's mom like these pamphlets about salvation through God for mm. her teens. Um, which... Like I said, doesn't happen in the book, and Sue and Sue's mom is like gives her ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, she's like, just leave. If I give you ten dollars, yeah. like, will you leave? Sue Snell's base or her mom's basically like, I don't know why you're here. Like my child is a good kid. Yeah. We don't need salvation. We're good. Yeah, and I guess it was probably just to more so get the, the point. S- across. The point across that. Her mom does things like this, and she's a little not right in the head, right. and that all of the neighbors kind of think she's kind of kind of kooky. Yeah. Um. One thing that we do not get in the movie, which I would have liked to see a little flashback, mm-hmm. but in the book we get this story about the stones. Yeah. So back, I don't even remember. I think she was like three, maybe. Yeah. Um. She has. Uh. Carrie has like a fight with her mom, and they take it into their home, and basically we get a recount from like the neighbors seeing these like giant. Do you remember what the fight was about? I don't. So it was because the girl next door had been like sunbathing or whatever. Oh, that's right. And Carrie ended up going over there and talking to this girl yeah. and her dirty pillows were out. That's right. Her the- breasts were out accidentally. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even mean to have them out, yes. but apparently, you know, um, Mrs. White was not okay. And she figured mm-hmm. Carrie would be um, corrupted. corrupted by this poor girl. <laughs> so they, they, they have a fight. And again, the, the neighbors essentially see these giant rocks falling from the sky and only falling on on the miss the white right. house so they're they're like a where are these coming from and b why are they only attacking them 
what we don't find out is that, you know, Carrie's really conjuring these things because yeah. she's just now realizing like the beginnings of her telekinetic powers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen that in the movie. I think it would have just been hard to kind of portray that, yeah. especially in the seventies without That's like true. CGI or anything. Yeah. And they, we never really hear about her dad. Like at one, mm-hmm. they kind of mention him briefly in the movie, yeah. but I think at that point in that story, in the book, the dad is still around. Yeah. So yeah, not too much of the backstory of how we've gotten to Carrie being a junior in high school. Right. No, it just kind of starts. Well, and I think that goes again to the fact that it's only an hour and 40 minute yeah, movie. So you don't, true. you can't pack too much into that. <laughs> so anyway, so Margaret comes home and I think in the book, like her mom is actually like at work. Yeah. Like when she first gets home, because yes. um, her mom works at the laundry at the laundromat mm-hmm. <laughs> at um, in the book. Anyways, the school Carrie's upstairs, and the school calls and tells her mom what hap- what happened at school. And Carrie comes down and is like, "Mom, like, why didn't you tell me? Like, Mama, Mama, why didn't you tell me, Mama?" And her mom like hits her with a book, I guess like the Bible, and makes her pray. Yeah, she's like, "You're a woman now. I'm gonna hit you, right? Because you apparently sinned." The only way, the only explanation for you getting your period is that you sinned and you (laughs) slept with a man and that's why you got your period. Yes, that is exactly why. That makes total sense. Right. Cool. (laughs) So, but this is where we um, see the prayer closet for the first time, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, very Harry Potter-esque. Let's throw kids in a closet. Yeah. Um, And there's like this really creepy crucifix in there. Um, It's not a good time. But in the book, we find out that her mom puts her, it's like her punishment, basically. And that her mom will leave her in there for really long time um but she finally lets her out carrie goes upstairs she ends up like breaking a mirror with her mind which that doesn't happen in the book right no okay um and her mom comes upstairs and like she can't get in like carrie is definitely locking her mom out at this point and then she lets her in whatever it's like this creepy moment of her mom is starting to realize that carrie can make this stuff happen a lot more than she used to uh, so now we're in class back at school, and this is where we meet Tommy Ross <laughs> and his wonderful poetic abilities. His beautiful poem. <laughs> yes. So their teacher reads a, po- a, a poem that Tommy had written, and then after it's over, the, the teacher's like, does anyone have any um, criticism? Criticisms. And Carrie finally speaks up. She goes, I think it's beautiful. This scene does not happen in the book. There's no no Tommy Ross poetry in the book. But I will say he does have some poetic abilities. I did like the poem. I don't think Tommy Ross is the one that wrote it. Probably not, but you know. Uh, But yeah, so we we get this like, and maybe it was more so to like solidify that there's some sort of a connection. Like she kind of might actually like him. Yeah, but then we get him saying under his breath, you suck. So I'm like... Okay, I don't feel like in the book we got an outward. Uh, see, I thought he was saying you suck to the teacher because oh. the teacher started yelling. He's like, she's like, that's not criticism, blah blah blah. Oh, I definitely. And the teacher's took it. like, what did you say? And he was like, ah, shucks. When he really said you oh, suck. Oh, okay. I definitely took it as he was saying it to Carrie. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, so in the book he's very much not like mm-hmm. rude to her by any means. He yeah. just kind of ignores her like everybody else. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> Teenage minds. Yeah. Uh, so now we're in gym class and Miss Collins comes and just lays into the girls. Because <laughs> because basically the principal had told her, like, you need to punish these girls or yeah. I will. Like, and she's like, nah, I got this. So well, and I don't think we get it in the movie, but in the book, she's this is her first year teaching. Oh, yeah. So like 
like she should probably be on her best behavior and she gets zero she, Fs. No. She's like, I'm going to tell you how it is and right. um, you either listen to me or you don't get to go to prom. <laughs> yeah. And her, she wanted to get them all suspended and not go to prom. That was her choice. Yeah. But they said that uh, the principal just wants them to have a week's detention. Um, and if they don't show up, they will lose their prom tickets. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the detention is with her and she's planning on just running them ragged. <laughs> So anyway, she works them super hard. I was like, that looks like a good workout. I would like that workout plan. I mean, sure. The sit-ups, the push-ups, we've all been there. I don't like those types of I know you don't. You (laughs) don't like any workouts. Those types of of workouts. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so while the girls are all working out, Carrie's actually in the library, which does not happen in the book. And she's looking up books about miracles Mm -hmm. and trying to figure, because she doesn't know what's actually happening. Um, I think this was to replace the like articles and things that we got in the book. Because like we mentioned, the books kind of has these like different articles from different like you know studies and things like that specifically talking about telekinetic powers and what it means what the history is and kind of really diving into what carrie's powers are so because they didn't really have that they kind of had to like shift to okay i guess carrie is now gonna go look up what why how she can do the things she does yeah i don't know i i kind of enjoyed her in the book just kind of figuring out on her own yeah and figuring out how she can control it which is wild um so now we're back on the the football field with the girls and Chris, who is the kind of the mean girl, the Gretchen Wieners, if you have it, um, stands up to uh, Miss Collins and is like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is <laughs> dumb. Like, and <laughs> freaking uh, Miss Collins slaps her mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't care. Like, if you want to leave, then you're not going to prom. And at this point, Chris is like, come on, girls, like. If we all stick yeah. together, they can't say no. And I love the sparkle. Sue's like, shut up. Like, <laughs> shut up. This made me really like Sue. Yeah. I was just like, just, she's like, just do it, Chris. Yeah. Like, we we did this. Well, and like, to kind of focus on Sue a little bit, what we don't get in the movie that we get in the book is, as you mentioned, um, there are, so Sue has written a book after all of the events yes. of prom have my happened. My name is Sue Snell. My name is Sue Snell. <laughs> so we actually get excerpts from her book. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit in, into the mind of Sue Snell. So at this point, once they get um, put into detention, she's really regretting the fact that like she did what she did to Carrie. Right. So, and in her mind, to make up for what she did for with Carrie, and, and we do get in the book, they tell us like, this is very much not like Sue. Like Sue's mm-hmm. a very good kid that she was very out of character that she right. did this. So in her mind to make up for it, she wants to ask her beloved Tommy um, <laughs> to take Carrie to the prom. And she knows that Tommy will say yes, because Tommy loves her so much. Right. Um, her and Tommy are already sleeping together. Like they are everything. High Couple goals. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so the next scene we get though, is Chris is out with Billy Nolan. So we get introduced to Billy Nolan slash John Travolta for the first time and they're driving around and drinking beer and they just have this like toxic, gross relationship. And, uh, at this point we see that Chris is very much, she's upset that she can't go to prom and she feels like it is Carrie's fault Mm -hmm. that she's not going to go to prom. So she says at this point, I hate Carrie White. And Billy's like, huh? Like, big dummy. Has no idea what's going on. So, while Carrie was in the, in the library, I don't know if, 
I don't know if she was still looking for these books or this is the next day, but Tommy comes and finds Carrie at the library and he asks her to prom and she runs away immediately. Yeah. That does not happen in the book. No. Well, first he, I think he grabs her after a class yeah. they have together and he asks her and he's, she's like, why? Like, why do you want to take me? What, what is this for? Like, obviously yeah. naturally not sure why he's doing all of this. So eventually like he walks her to her class, I think mm-hmm. in between classes and wears her down to the point where he's like, I want to take you. Like, yeah. this is not a, I'm not trying to trick you or anything. Like, I just want to take you. And eventually she does agree in that same scene. She does not yeah. run off. <laughs> right. Because in the movie, she runs off and then she actually goes and tells Miss Collins that Tommy is asking her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think it's a joke. Like, I don't know. And, but at this point, like Miss Collins is trying to encourage her to go and like, takes her to the mirror and shows her that she's a beautiful girl. And it's kind of this sweet moment that she has with the teacher that does not happen in the book. Correct. Because the next step is Miss Collins then goes to Tommy and Sue and is like, what are you doing? Like, what, what game is this? And trying to really like figure out, is this a joke? And if it's a joke, don't do it. Right. Um, Which again, does not happen in the book. Well, and this is the thing I have the problem with because in the book, we really get the sense that like, Miss Collins slash Desjardin has regret after the fact of Mm -hmm. like, I was too late. I didn't do enough. I didn't, you know, I wasn't proactive enough. Whereas in the movie, we're really seeing that she is trying to be. She's really being like protective of Carrie and like really Mm -hmm. looking out for her. Again, it doesn't do anything in the end, but that's why I was a little confused, like Mm -hmm. how the, the character changed pretty considerably. Right. So at this point in the movie, Carrie still has not said yes to Tommy. So Tommy goes over to her house. <laughs> and I'm like, idea. oh, Tommy, you need to go. Yeah. Um, so, and she finally does at this point tell him, yes, basically just get him to leave. Right. Um, again, not in the book. The next scene we get is Billy Nolan and Chris and a couple other jugheads mm-hmm. at the pig farm in the rain. And... In the book, it's not this giant pig farm that they go to. It's like a small, like, farm, like a guy who owns, like, two right. pigs. <laughs> and not only that, but Chris isn't with them in the book. No. He's just with his dudes, and he's like, hey, we're going to go do this fun thing. Yeah. Really doesn't even tell them what it's for. Um, but yeah, they essentially go and, and slaughter a pig to. Yeah. Well, in the book, they kill two pigs. Yeah. And in the movie, we just kind of see him, like, swing down mm-hmm. with a hammer. It's a pretty bitch. It's a lot more graphic in the book, obviously. Yeah. But one thing that I thought was interesting in the book is that he kills one of the pigs and gets its blood. And they're all like, all right, we got to go. And he was like, well, there's another pig. Like, let's kill that one too. Right. For no reason. For no reason. Yeah. And, Besides the fact that he's a dickhead. Yeah. So it kind of like that, even like more so like got into the mind of Billy of like, he's a little deranged. Well, and I think there's like a line in the book where he says like pig, pig's blood for a pig. Yeah. And it comes up multiple times. Right. Which is interesting because again, I think it all has to do with like his mental state because up until this point, Carrie is irrelevant to him. Yeah. But now because Chris has gotten it into his head that like she's awful. Mm -hmm. Now he's like, oh yeah, we're going to like go through with this Chris was destined to be a serial killer through this whole thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if he would have lived, spoiler alert, he would have. You mean Billy? Billy. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. Billy would have. Um, been a murderer. One hundred percent. At yeah. some point in his, I'm life. actually shocked he wasn't considered right. One. <laughs> so Carrie's at dinner with her mom, and she tells her that she's been invited to the prom, 
And her mom is not okay. Her mom throws tea in her face. And it's interesting because in the movie, we just see her throw tea in her face. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot of reaction from Carrie, which is funny because in the book, Carrie actually says like, it's tea. It's, it was only lukewarm. So it didn't like affect her. But it was like, I was like, if someone saw that, not knowing how cold or how hot cold it was, it was they're yeah. probably like, why did she not react to that? <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, anyways, her mom tells her to go to the closet and pray. And Carrie stands up for herself. She's like, no, no, mom, I am going to the prom. And it's okay. Here's the thing. It is storming out like crazy. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's getting really upset. And so all of a sudden we see all these like windows shut. And I'm like, it is pouring outside. Why are all the windows open <laughs> to begin with? Why are all these windows open? It is crazy. Maybe they didn't have any um, central air. So they I don't know. Air. <laughs> I would not have my windows open during that storm. Yeah. Anyways, Carrie says that she's going to go. She's like, things are about to change around right. here. Which I was like, yes, stand up for yourself. Right. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I feel like a lot of the world's problems are due to bad parenting. Facts. And this is one of them. Facts. If she just wants her mom to like love her and be a part of things. Well, you and know? like not be so crazy. Right. Um... <laughs> So anyways, she tells her mom, like, mom, I can move things. Like, she starts to try to confide in her mom, like, not only is all this happening in my life, but, like, I can also, like, move things with my mind. Mm -hmm. And her mom thinks it's Satan. Her mom's like, well, yeah, because the devil's in you. That's her. (laughs) I mean, if you're Mrs. White, there's really no other explanation for that, right? Yeah. I mean, especially (laughs) if you're Mrs. White. And, you know, in the pop culture world, when people have telekinesis, telekinetic abilities it's because they're a bad person you know good point so anyways we see now billy is at the school auditorium and he's starting to set up these buckets of blood in the book i I thought it was kind of eerie how they talk about how the blood is frozen Mm -hmm. in in the book yeah and he's like oh don't worry we have a full 24 hours for it yeah i I thought it was such like a eerie visual in Mm -hmm. the book um obviously in the movie it's like one bucket of blood and it is very liquid. Well, and he's like <laughs> pouring it in there. And I'm like, yeah, what was it in before? And then you transferred <laughs> yeah. it. I don't know. It just looked weird. And yeah. then again, this is another scene where Chris is in the scene in the movie, mm-hmm. but not in the book. In yeah. the book, he's doing it by himself. Exactly. The next scene we get is Mama's praying for Carrie. She is like, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to pray this prom away. And Carrie's in the background just making her dress. <laughs> She's like the fairy godmothers in Cinderella. (laughs) Um, Because we do find out in the book that she makes most of her own clothes. Um, In the movie, she's making this kind of like champagne color dress Mm -hmm. almost. In the book, she wears a red, almost wine color dress. It's like velvet too. Well, doesn't her mom in the movie make some comment about like it's red? And she's like, no, it's pink, mama. Yeah. And she's like, of course it's red. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that they changed the... Change the color of the dress. Anyways, I mean, visually, it's a lot easier to see the blood when it's a lighter accurate. dress. <laughs> but it's almost this like little like nighty looking dress. I was like, oh, Carrie. Well, her, her dirty pillows were showing. Her dirty pillows were showing. <laughs> that was almost the title of this episode. Dang it. That would have been a good one. Um, we now see Chris's buddy, I guess. Yeah. Goes up to. Good old Freddie. Yeah. Goes up to like the prom director or whatever and is like, hey, I would like to help out. <laughs> and he was like, okay, um, so like be here by like seven. You can help decorations. He's like, no, thank you. I will be here about eight o'clock and I would like to collect the ballots for king and queen. And the guy's like, great. Sure. Come on. I was like, wow. <laughs> Everyone was very trusting in the 70s. Yeah. Well, and like we don't really get 
in the book, like how this all came to be. Like there's no really conversation about like ballot switching or anything. Yeah. It's just kind of understood that like. Well, there is a part in the book where I think it's Billy goes in and like crosses out Sue's name and puts Carrie's name on, oh, the, on the pant on the ballot or something. Guess, yeah. It doesn't happen the way it does. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But this makes way more sense. Right. It's, just swap out the ballots. Yeah. Uh, we now see Carrie, you know, trying on different lipsticks and um, and the guys are trying on the tuxes. And at this point, there's like rumors going around mm-hmm. about Carrie and Tommy going to prom. Yeah. Um, you know, they're setting up for prom and people are talking about it. You know, they're at school. People are talking about it. I mean, it's a big deal. It is. It is. The and popular now, kid taking the, the, you know, sheltered girl. Yeah. It's Basically every teenage movie. It's literally the premise of She's All That. <laughs> Side note, did you watch He's All That on Netflix? I refuse. It actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I don't know. I saw a preview for it and it looked terrible. So <laughs> Not as great as it She's was All going. That is such a good movie. Do you I know can't... that the girl who plays in She's All That is the mom in this one? Oh, really? Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. But she's the mom. And it's funny because at, at one part at the end, they start playing the song. Mm. And the mom was like, why do I know this? <laughs> That's funny. So it was kind of cute. Anyways. So it's prom night. Part two of the book. <laughs> and Carrie's getting ready. And Tommy had came over earlier in the day and gave her a corsage, which I thought was weird. Why? Who brings over the corsage oh, during beforehand? the day? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, they're trying to make a quick getaway so mrs white doesn't you know that's true um but yeah mama is not not happy because she can see her dirty pillows um (laughs) because mama comes upstairs and she's like um he's not coming he's definitely not gonna come and she like starts freaking out and like scratching her face and she's like they're all gonna laugh at you they're all gonna laugh at you and that's like what is in carrie's head right and carrie ends up like pushing her down on the bed with her mind (laughs) She, like, makes her, like, stiff as a board. Yeah. I was like, oh, dang. Like, okay. multiple times. Yeah. And then Tommy shows up to, to take her to prom, which I thought was interesting because in the book, we very much get, like, Carrie has this, like, countdown. Mm-hmm. And she is very nervous that he's not going to show up. I know. Well, and that's the thing. Like, we miss all of that kind of inner dialogue for Carrie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she's sitting there, like, at first she's like, okay, like, He's, it's it's too yeah. early. Like, he'll be on time. Mm-hmm. Then, it like, the, the time hits. And she's like, okay, he's not here yet. And then a little bit of time goes past. So, like, yeah. as any girl, but, like, specifically her would feel, she's like, I'm being stood up. Right. This is what I, my, my worst nightmare is actually coming true. Right. This was all a joke. Right. Which ends up not being your worst nightmare. Right. <laughs> um, what I thought of is, have you ever seen the movie Never Been Kissed mm. with Drew Barrymore? I feel like I have. It's so great. So, she actually gets asked to prom mm-hmm. by the popular guy and on prom night when he's supposed to pick her up he's like late and then she goes and stands outside and he pulls up and they actually take out eggs and they egg her <gasps> and it's very sad oh my god so it's like this moment yeah well isn't that the premise for 16 candles too like i said or it's the impressed. premise of like Literally every, every movie. teenage yeah, movie 100 um anyways but tommy does come and pick her up he's very nice to her mm-hmm. um and, like, they even, like, sit in the car for a little bit because she's nervous. And he encourages her. And she even gets there. And everyone's kind of nice to her. Yeah. They're, like, asking her about her dress. And, you know, people are looking at them, but not, like, in, a, like, a really bad way. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's going to be a great night. And Miss Collins comes and sits down. So I'm like, Miss Collins, like, get out of here. 
totally clock blocking, but like, that's fine. Get out of here. <laughs> and, you know, she sits down and chats about her prom night. I'm like, Miss Collins, go away. You know what I don't want to hear about? <laughs> right. Um, and then Tommy, like, asks, asks Carrie to dance. Or no, Tommy actually asked Carrie, like, hey, we have some people going to hang out, like, after prom. Like, and she's like, okay, like, you can go. And he's like, no, like, come with me, yeah. you know? And He's really fully embracing this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and he finally, like, gets her to, like, get up to go dance. And, and it's, like, this really cute moment. And then he actually kisses her. Yeah, that was a surprise. Which he does not kiss her in the book. That no. does not happen. And that's why I was like, I, I, I didn't feel like it was necessary I don't know. We did get the f- sense that, like, once they were at prom in the book, he was like, oh, she actually is pretty. Yeah. And, like, she actually does, like, you know, clean up nice. And maybe I, like, you know, looked at her the ba- the right. wrong way. Never to the point where he's like, oh, I'm actually attracted to her. And I'm right. going to kiss her now. Well, and this is what I thought was weird. <laughs> Granted, my mind went further. Like, if the blood wouldn't have happened, whatever. Um like, Carrie was going to fall head over heels for this guy. 100%. And he was 1,000% in a relationship with Sue. Accurate. So I was like, this is not going to end well at all. So I didn't I didn't love it in the in the movie. Because yeah. I was like, it kind of just turned, like, this nice gesture into something that probably wasn't going to end well for anybody. Right. Either way. Either way, it doesn't matter because it didn't end well for exactly. anyone. Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> there's, like, this crazy dancing scene where the two of them are, like, slow dancing. And they're, they keep talking and... But this scene is the most dizzying scene in the world. It's literally, I read, so this dizzy dizzy camera shot is what they call it, <laughs> um, was achieved by having the two of them on a platform that was spinning in one direction while the camera was dollied going the opposite direction. Interesting. So it's this like gyrosphere thing that made me nauseous. Well, I... I- I appreciate the cinematic value because it really like it sets the stage for like what's to come. Cause it's like starting, you're starting to feel like, okay, like this is a supposed to be a good scene, a good gesture. Yeah. And I feel like queasy about it. Like yeah. what's happening and what's, that, what's to come. You know come. what? Now that you say it, yeah. I like it a lot more. Last night I was like, my tummy hurts, you know? <laughs> Anyways, good point, Roche. Thanks. I'm basically a cinematographer. <laughs> yes. So something that is different between the book and the movie. In the movie, Sue shows up at prom. Yep. Even the, though she's not supposed to be there. <laughs> in the book, Sue is very content with just staying at home. Well, she's Sue, having a nice night at home. Well, Sue feels like in the book, Sue feels like, okay, my job done. My job is my job here is done. I, be- I believe in Tommy. He's going to do what he said he's, mm-hmm. he was going to do. And she's going to have a seemingly good prom. Yeah. And, you know, little by little in the book, we start seeing her, like, get a little more worried, a little bit more anxious. Yeah. We do get, like, different hours throughout the night. Little tidbits of, like, okay, I wonder what things are happening. I yeah. wonder how things are going. So I think she, I think the purpose of putting her in the movie was to say, like, she's worried. So, like, yeah. she's here to make sure everything goes as planned. Right. Well, and at one point I was like, all right, is she going to walk in and, like, see them kissing and get mad? Right. Like, is that where we're going? Is yeah. that the direction we're going? No, I think she was just but there no. to make sure everything she... went off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah. Which it didn't. Yeah. So... We come to find out that Tommy and Carrie have been nominated for King and Queen. And so they end up voting for themselves. And it's kind of cute because Carrie's like, I don't want to vote for ourselves. Like, that's kind of weird. Whatever. I most certainly would have voted for myself. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Too bad Um, I was nominated. (laughs) (laughs) So then we then get this random scene um, 
of her mom at home and she's just like randomly chopping things for whatever reason. We do get a little bit of that, I think, in the book where she basically, yes, she starts sharpening a knife mm, oh, in yes. the book, like ready for mm. when Carrie gets home. Yes. So we now see that Chris and Billy are actually hiding underneath the stage, um, getting ready to, you know, pull the lever of the, mm-hmm. the pig's blood at the right time. It's so funny because in my mind, I was picturing them on like the sides of like the stage, not like underneath this. Well, not stage. only that, but I'm pretty sure they weren't actually in the building. Like they did some sort right. of weird lever pulley thing that like extended outside. Well, it was, or is that just in my brain? I think that's just in your brain because Billy was basically in like the getaway car and in the, in the book, because what's her name? Chris was supposed to pull it and then just run out as that's quickly right. as possible. Okay. Cause this, that change that part changes a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we now see all the ballots getting collected and we see Chris's friend switching out the ballots, which I kind of like, I wonder if they would have won just on their own. They might've maybe. So now they finally announce King and queen and Carrie and Tommy get their moment. They are royalty. Um, in the book, <laughs> for whatever reason, they're like, and it's a tie. <laughs> Literally. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, what are we doing? Well, And like, Icing on the freaking cake, they do a recount, and Carrie begs Tommy, please don't vote for us. Yeah. He votes for them, and they win by one by point. By one point. <laughs> well, and it's funny, because I'm in the book, like, yes, there is a little bit of, like, let's make sure Carrie and Tommy are on the ballot, mm-hmm. but there's also, like, a point where they met, where Chris and Billy are like, well, if they don't win... We're going to get somebody else. These other people on the ballot yeah. deserve it too. Right. Or whatever. Like in the movie, it was like, we need to make sure that they are on stage yeah. at this 100%. point. So anyways, so they're up on stage. They're being crowned. And we see Sue is walking in. And we see that she can see the bucket. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you can see in her mind, like, I know what's, gonna, what's about to happen. Yeah. And so... She th- then Miss Collins sees Sue and Sue kind of goes up towards the stage to see what's happening. And Sue tries to stop what's right. what's about to happen. But Miss Collins thinks that Sue is trying to do something. So she pulls her away oh and God. kicks her out, no. which none of this happens in the book. No, because Sue's not there. So I don't know what the point, just make it more dramatic, maybe. I don't know. Well, I do remember in the book, like, there were rumblings about, like, Sue possibly having something to do with everything that happened. So maybe that's what they were trying to portray. But I'm like, Miss Collins, you are not helping. No, (laughs) not helping the situation. So Chris does end up pulling the rope. The blood falls right on top of Carrie. And in the book, there's way more blood because there's two buckets. Yep. It gets on everybody on the stage. It not splashes just... like all over the band. <laughs> right. And there's just this moment of like silence. And I did enjoy how they made this. They made this whole too. scene silent. And you just kind of see people starting to laugh. You can't really hear them mm-hmm. at this point. And then this is where we hear, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And then all hell breaks loose. Here we go. Buckle up. Gird your loins. Gird your loins. The bucket falls. The empty bucket now falls on poor Tommy's head. Poor Tommy. Kills Tommy. Right on the spot. Tommy gets taken out by a bucket. See you later, Tommy boy. (laughs) So sad. So at this point, Chris and Billy leave out the back. 
but they stick around. <laughs> they don't yes. go in the mo- or in the book. They leave right away. Yeah, they, they like go off to, to like a bar, bar yeah. like a bar in the next town over. Yeah. Um, a little bit different. So in the movie, Carrie stays on stage. Mm-hmm. In the book, Carrie leaves. Yep, she runs out of the gym. Yeah, she runs out of the gym, and while she's running out of the gym in the book, she Miss Collins slash Desargan. <laughs> comes up to her and is trying to see if she's okay and with her mind Carrie pushes her off mm-hmm. to the side so in the movie Carrie shuts she's on stage she shuts all the doors locks all the doors and busts the lights out and gets the fire hoses to go crazy in the book it's the sprinklers I know I was like is that what sprinklers look like in yeah, the 70s I was like, this is wild this is intense I know I was like this does this seems nuts so we see people starting to get electrocuted um, poor Miss Collins gets hit by something yeah. and dies. See a Miss Collins. Miss Collins does not die in the book. No. She is a survivor in the book. <laughs> she is a survivor. It was very sad. I was like, no. <sighs> and in the movie, we can see Chris and Billy are actually looking in through the window at what's happening. And they're like panicking. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, like, look what we did. Meanwhile, I think in the book, they're at that bar and they like fall asleep after having sex or something. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. This made more sense, actually. Yeah. So anyways, Carrie starts the fire. I don't know if she actually starts the fire, but what whatever that's all the, going on. Yeah, I think the short-circuiting of all the equipment and everything right. starts the fire. And she walks out. And it made more sense in the book. I'm like, alright, she walked out. And then comes back and locks all the doors. Right. So she is outside when all of this is happening. I'm like. She must have just unlocked like one out, of the doors. Why did everyone just walk out with her? In the book, they talk about how like some kids got out through the back mm-hmm. door, the fire door. Yeah. Um, she but, hadn't gotten that far yet. <laughs> right. So Chris and Billy get into the car because they're like, oh, God, we got to go. And they see Carrie in the road. And Carrie basically turns to them at the last second and causes their car to crash, flipping a million times, and they die. And their car blows up. That was beautiful. It was. <laughs> uh, it's funny because in the remake, it's even more dramatic. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of, I kind of liked it better in the 2013 version <laughs> because I think it is later on in the, because in the book, this doesn't happen till way later in the night. Right. So now in the movie, at this point, the school's on fire. And Carrie goes home. And so she gets home and there's a bunch of lights everywhere. Like candles are lit everywhere. Um, Her mom clearly is like trying to do a seance of some sort. (laughs) And she walks upstairs. And did you see how her mom was like creepily behind the door? Yes. It was so, I was like, oh, and you don't see it at first. You think it's like a mannequin. Totally do. Because there's. Oddly enough, a mannequin right next to her. So you're thinking that right. she's just part of the scene. Nope. She's so definitely behind the door. Carrie even walks by her. Doesn't even see her. Yeah. And she gets into the shower or the bathtub. Yeah. She can't take showers because showers are sinful. Right. Um, and cleans herself off. This does not happen in the book. She's not clean. She doesn't get cleaned up at all. She doesn't even get to the house at this point yet. No. So after her shower or her bath, um, she ends up finding her mom in her ba- in her bedroom and her mom gives, I thought at this point her mom was going to push her down the stairs. <laughs> and her, she just wants a hug from her mom. Like, it's all she wants. Yeah. And her mom says at this point, like, when I found out I was pregnant with you, I should have killed myself. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then like, she's like, and then I should have killed you. Uh, mom of the year. Great. Yeah. Um, so they end up starting to pray together. Because you see that Carrie's like in this moment of like, my mom was right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to do whatever she says at this point. Um, but there's no turning back for mama. 
because she stabs her in the back. Well, yeah, she's sinned too much at this point. And her mom actually stabs her. I think in the book, she stabs her in the shoulder. Mm -hmm. In the book, it's in the back. She tries to stab her in the chest and misses and stabs her in the shoulder. (laughs) Um, But she is frightening in in this scene. As if she wasn't bad enough throughout this whole movie, this scene is... Frightening. So anyways, she's about to stab... They're in the kitchen now, and they're about to... She's about to stab Carrie and kill Carrie. And at this point, I thought it was funny, because Carrie can't get the door open. I'm like, girlfriend... Use your power! Use your power! It's like, open the door! It's like, those, like, someone's killing me, let's run upstairs moment. Whatever. What's that noise? Right. Gee whiz. So anyways, her mom's about to stab her, and all of a sudden... All the knives in the house start flying into her mom and the the potato peeler to the heart. Oh, oh, what a way to go. And her mom ends up being like, like crucified basically Mm -hmm. and looks similar to that crazy crucifix in the the prayer closet. Yes. Very scary. Here's a fun fact for you kids. That does not happen in the book. (laughs) But talk about... What a great scene. I mean, I mean come, come on. on. I mean, um, because in the book, it is not that dramatic. No, it's very tame compared to that. Yeah. So uh, Carrie eventually does go to her house and she finds her mom and her mom is very much like ready to kill her with the knife, all that good stuff. She actually ends up just using her telekinetic power to stop her mom's heart. She's <laughs> yeah. basically like, oh, like your heart, it's slowly going down. And like her mom's trying to talk to her the, yeah. this whole point, this whole time. And like little by little, she starts talking slower yeah. and slower until finally she just kills her. It's a very nice forgiving way to kill her. Not like this. Not like this. Um, did you also love how in the movie, how long it took for her mom to die? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can't we just get on with it? Like, it's that, like, typical, like, if you had to act out dying and yeah. someone, like, just takes way too long and then they come back. Yeah. And at one point I thought she was going to come back, you know? You got to double tap. Anyways, so she goes, she, like, realizes what she's done. Her mom is dead. And Carrie actually goes and grabs her mom's body and, like, yanks her off the wall. Like, it's really kind of gruesome. Yeah. Um, and the house starts falling in. And she takes her into this, into the prayer closet and we see the crazy crucifix and the house goes up into flames and falls into a sinkhole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another fun fact for you kids does not happen in the book at all. (laughs) So let me just finish the movie and then (laughs) you can, so again, so we're in a sinkhole. The house is gone. Carrie, her mom dead. The next scene we get is Sue is at her house. Sue ends up surviving the night. She's like the only survivor. Right. And she's sleeping all the time. Um, We find out that reporters are calling all the time. And then we get this scene of her walking to Carrie's house and or what used to be Carrie's house. Essentially the rubble site. Yeah. And there's like a stake there that says like Carrie white burn in hell or something like that. And she goes to place flowers on on this sign and a hand comes up and grabs her. <laughs> and Sue wakes up from her nightmare. And that was it wild. got me so bad because that does not happen in the book. Right, so I, was, I had no idea that that was going to happen. Neither did I. Um, and that's how the movie ends. Crazy. Which is not how the book ends. Not at all. <laughs> um, so if you'll remember, uh, after Carrie does what she does at the school, um, she actually doesn't go straight home. She starts like wandering the town yeah. and basically wreaks complete havoc on this small town. Like... Uh, has like taken like wires or whatever electrical cords from like the f- 
whatever they're mm-hmm. called in the streets. Yeah. Drops them into the uh, on the ground. Starts basically lighting the entire time town on fire. Mm-hmm. Starts electrocuting people that are just like bystanders on the road. Complete chaos. Well, yeah, because uh, at this point the. The town siren has gone off. Yes, whatever and that means. And so all of the all of the parents who have kids at the school start like running towards the school and start getting electrocuted. Right. Yeah, wild, wild for sure. So basically, at this point, Carrie says "f you" to everybody, and yeah. she's like, "I don't care who comes." across my path you're dead essentially so she wreaks havoc like you mentioned you know the siren goes off other neighboring towns like start coming to like provide aid and like because she knocks out the the fire hydrants right so they have zero water also to put out any of these fires so like i thought of it she's a well thought out plan (laughs) for real (laughs) um eventually she does make it to the house she does kill her mom like how i said she does she stops her heart and then and then she leaves so she doesn't burn down the house she doesn't you know make it implode on itself she walks towards where um chris and uh billy are which was at a bar or something yeah um so this is the part i was unsure you said that the car thing happens later Ah. on in the book yeah so is that how they died i can't remember yeah so she ends up because they end up Wakey, like someone wakes them up and they're like, hey, something's happening at That's the school. Right. I do remember so they that. get into the car and start driving to the school and they run into Carrie and she causes the, Got it. the okay. car accident. So she does that. But at this point, she's lost a lot of blood because mm-hmm. of the wound from the stabbing. So once that all happens, she essentially just kind of like falls to the side of the road. Yeah. And Sue is the one that finds her. Mm-hmm. She's the only lone survivor, I guess. And she basically watches her die one thing that they didn't include in the book so again we're getting a lot of just stories of people remembering Mm -hmm. what happened that night and the police are getting so upset because they're like how did you know that carrie did this they're like we just knew we don't even know who she was but we know who she was and sue found her the next town over and they're like sue how did you know where she was she's like i don't know i just knew right like carrie's mind powers like went to everybody. Yeah. Like basically kind of giving them like a heads up of like where she was headed. Yeah. I think it was like six miles of a walk yeah. that Sue decided to walk instead of drive yeah. where she eventually found her. So, and then the book ends really. So we find out that, you know, Carrie died, Sue survived. Um, and then the book ends on a letter about this woman who has, I think, a niece mm-hmm. who may possibly have these telekinetic powers. So we're led to believe, like, is she going to be the yeah. next Carrie, essentially? Because yeah. what we don't get in the movie is this is a hereditary gene. Mm-hmm. And based on, like, who is passing it down, it can be very strong. Or it could just be a gene that you yeah. pass on to, like, your future children. Yeah. So in Carrie's case, it was, like, the ultimate. That's why she had such yeah. strong powers. Well, and I thought it was interesting in the book because before we get that letter, there's like another article basically saying how they've classified Carrie's incident as a one-off incident mm-hmm. and that there's no way this could happen again. Right. And then we get that and then letter. We get the letter. And that's how it ends. Yeah. So I mean, rightfully so, Stephen King says the ending of the movie is much better than the book. I would have to agree with that. It's more dramatic for much sure. More dramatic. But I wish we would have got her burning the town down, which yeah. I believe we get in the 2013 edition. Okay. When there's CGI and it's easier yeah. to do. <laughs> but like, that's what I meant. I did like the, the ending of the movie better, but I, I needed the yeah. the rest of the, the destruction. Yeah, That's so. true. Because she does. She really like, she goes ham on that town. <laughs> yeah. 
For real. And I think they end up saying like 400 people die or yeah. something that night. Which and... in the movie, we're really only led to believe that the kids and the yeah. teachers and the school died. And in the book, they mention about how like the town never really recovers. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of turns into this ghost town yeah. that, you know, just no one really wants to live there right. or like associate with. So I thought yeah. that was kind of creepy and that would have been kind of cool to see. So, yeah, I don't know. That's it. See, you survived another Stephen King. You did it. I did it. So did the did the movie stay true to the book? I mean, the like, premise, yes. Yes. We did. I mean, the whole ending changed completely. That's true. So maybe. Yes, maybe. no, maybe so. <laughs> Give it a solid B minus. <laughs> but are you going to the book or movie? Okay. So this is, it happened again. You, you switched your vote? I wrote down book before we started. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But after speaking about it, <laughs> I don't know because, like I'm I said, struggling er- too. Like I said earlier, the book. I mean, it's it's classic Stephen King. You've mm-hmm. got to give credit where credit's due. But I think I struggled again with the way that it was mm-hmm. written. So now having talked through it and just like talking about the cinematic yeah. value, like you mentioned, uh-huh. it's a 70s horror flick. You got to yeah. take it at face value. And at the time, it was probably a really well done and yeah. like good movie. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to pick movie. Nice. I'm going to go with the movie, too. <laughs> I just I, the thing that I struggle with Stephen King. I love him. Obviously, legend. Yeah. I have yet to be scared by a Stephen King book. I've been scared by Stephen King movies, but like, I remember The Shining, like, okay, not that scary, but the movie was kind of scary. Is it because you can't like fully visualize it when you're reading a book? Maybe. Because I think I have that same issue. Like, I do think a lot of what he writes is scary. Yeah. But until you physically see it it brought to life, I think it it adds a whole new element to it. Um, With the, in the... In the scenario of The Shining, because of what's her face's character, I just couldn't take it seriously. I forget. Yeah. Um, but I still think oh, it, like it no. was much more terrifying yeah. than <laughs> than the book was. Danny, but- <laughs> Danny, <laughs> we don't need to bring that back. Um, if so- you're just joining us now, last Halloween we did The Shining and Doctor Sleep. You so- should you should check that out. That's on our <laughs> yeah. feed. It's uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think for me personally, his books are scary. I just can't visualize them until I see them on screen. Yeah. If that could, makes sense. Yeah. Same. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it for this one. <laughs> Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Movie Girls. If you have opinions about, you know, Carrie, whether or not you like the book or movie, you can email us we and let us know. Them. We want to hear about it. Um, you can email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you to sign up at. Um, basically, Patreon gets you bonus content, including our movie serials, which we're getting ready to kind of finish up our um, Nine Perfect Strangers series. But we've got Firefly Lane on there, Behind Her Eyes, which is also a little creepy, perfect for um, <laughs> spooky season, if you want to yes. listen. And you'll get you know a shout out in a future episode, similar to Devon, which I'm still trying to figure out if that's how you say your name, Devon. Um, you'll get a sticker for joining, all that good stuff. Uh, just Go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls to sign up or hit the link in our bio on Instagram. Yes. Um, up next, number two of spooky season. We're doing the witches. This is a tame one, right? This is a tame, I mean, I think it's so. a children's I, one. It is a children's, but it's Roald Dahl who's done, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, all of that stuff. So there's, okay. 
there's always a little bit like deeper, like this might not be for kids sure, type stuff. Sure. So, um, but we will be doing the Amazon Prime movie adaptation that came out last Halloween um, with Anne Hathaway and some other big hitters. So I, I'm excited to see it. I Googled it and I just saw some still shots mm-hmm. and there are some creepy images of Anne Hathaway. And I'm like, I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.